Starts the drive, step back in the air. Oh, oh he step back and oh kiss myself. Big time plays, big, wow. big time plays. Woo. I just heard it. Pickle Rick. <laughs> so this is the 100th episode of the Podcast and Chill Show. We finally got out the double digits. Yes, sir. Long time coming. What is that, like two years? Yep. Had to be two years. Mm-hmm. Going on three. Or one of some change, too. Yeah. 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 Some, probably two. But um, 100th episode. Today we got a guest coming. I don't know if he's going to make it on time or not, if he's ever going to show up. But we, we should have a guest. Yeah, we're waiting for him right now. About, but, like, you know. It just it just kills away all your drive. Yeah. Like, it's a bunch of shit that's, like, unrelated to the field that you're even, like, studying for. It's, like, feel like you're wasting time. Uh, I'll see what the future holds, though. I don't know. I mean, honestly, that's another thing that me and my friend were having this discussion about. We were trying to figure out why is it that for a master's degree, you have two years to complete the program. but. But for a bachelor's, you need four years in those first two years just to figure out what you want. Why am I paying to figure out what I want to do if I already want to do it? Yeah. And you're, like, rehashing old high school uh, high school courses and yeah, stuff. Bro, I don't want to be in my in a, in a reading class. If I'm in college and I can't figure out how to read on a college level, then maybe I should just, you know, practice before I go. Yeah. Like, you're, you're wasting my money. You're really only paying for the, the uh, de- what's that shit called? Uh degree yeah because everything in college you can just learn it on youtube mm-hmm. like in a day like <laughs> but you just need something like official certificate to say i'm qualified to uh do this be a doctor yeah. i mean if you're a doctor yeah you gotta go to school and do that shit but <coughs> why i go to school to be an accountant I, I can do math if i wanted to uh, actually learn it if i wanted to harvard university probably has more money in, in like endowments and things like that than a, than a developing country has in their economy. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's and it's and it's it's scary because we pay colleges so much. My like in Philadelphia there's a uh, there's a there's a college, right? Haverford College. Yeah. That's right in uh Bryn Mawr, somewhere up there. I drove tu- by that one time. Their tuition is sixty nine thousand dollars a year. It is. To teach you the same thing you can learn online mm-hmm. or in the library. But it's because we have this old system that says, oh, you need a teacher to teach you and you can't be self-educated because who's to say you're going to not know the right things? We pay these we pay these teachers and these professors and these institutions so much money. Yeah, you're paying for, like, the prestigiousness as well. Like, if you got, a, if you got like, a Harvard, like, scholar, a Harvard degree, you're um, more yeah. likely to get, you know, offered a job more and whatnot, so that's why they charge more. It's like a, an exclusive club. Yeah, you're paying for club. Yeah, basically. Yeah, education club. And yeah, that's why those parents, like those celebrity parents, they was they was uh, like they was paying for the uh, they was bribing the school the schools for the to get their kids into kids the school. Yeah, that's that's why they're doing it. They want them to get into that exclusive club, like not knowing, like you know, they probably gonna flunk out with mm-hmm. the work and shit. If they did, I don't. know. A lot of people do that. That's crazy. I don't know. Yeah. People have been doing that for years, though. It's just catching up now because people are starting to leave paper trails due to all the, you know, all the phones and things that we have that track what we do and things like that. But that's been going on for years. Mm-hmm. It's sad, man. For real. It's the 100th know. episode, though. It's a big celebration. Big celebration. Can we get a podcast? Clap it up. We ain't clap it up in a while, man. Clap it up, Got to, man. Success. Drop the mic. And drop the mic. Clap it up, clap it up. Still yeah. here, 100 episodes. Still here, 100 episodes. Still going strong. The lights is still on. The lights are still on. Definitely paying the bills. Uh, shout dude, out to all the guests uh, that came on before. Well, um, mm-hmm. I, I was thinking before we got here, I was taking a shower and shit with my do-rag on, 
and I was thinking like, damn, we really went from asking people, can they come on the podcast, from people asking us, can they come on the podcast? Come on. Real fast. So I just think that's a big accomplishment, how we went from somebody that wanted something to people wanting us. Mm-hmm. We became the byproduct. So that's that's an accomplishment right there. We started this podcast, you know, from one text message. We started with a thousand dollars. We started with the cell phone. Earlier episodes recorded off the um, cell phone. People don't know that because we still be sounding good. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. We went through a lot of trials and tribulations. Worked with different companies. Got fucked over by different companies. Names we won't say. But uh, <coughs> we ain't gonna say it. <laughs> we not. We, say. we not. But they so, know who they, they are. Know who they are. We got a lot of offers when we first started to be a network and shout out to them. It's not the right time or it wasn't the right, you know, they didn't offer us the right things, but shout out to y'all for uh, fucking with us still. They still be liking my pictures and stuff. Shout out to everybody that followed us. It's the 100th episode. We started off with zero followers. Come on. Everything. Come on. Zero followers on everything. We didn't beg you. We didn't beg anybody in their DMs. Please listen to this podcast. We ain't beg you to subscribe. We ain't beg you to do nothing. We just asked you, and y'all simply did it. We didn't send those generic, uh, what's those, the, hey, those generic GMs every time. Copy that. and paste it, send it to everybody. Yeah. We didn't pay for followers. No. We didn't pay for it's clicks. A lot of them out there. We didn't pay for everything. That's why I, I so appreciate when I when people, you know, comment. And subscribe because it's like everything, all this content that um, we generate is organic. Everything, everything, so I was just bro. Talking about that and hashtags yesterday. I was talking about my page personally. I said, "Yo, all the likes I get, I, like I don't get that many likes, but I get a good, good amount. You get but enough. Get a lot of shares too. Like a lot of people spreading what I talk about online. Right. And I don't use any hashtags because I don't care about being seen and nobody. Because if you genuine, people won't fuck with it. Right. If when it's not, then motherfuckers are not going to follow you. Or pay attention to what you do. It's not a hashtag explore page, a hashtag this, that. Ha, 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 funny, funny. Yeah. None of that. So shout out to everything. Everything we did so far is organic, 100% organic. We don't reach out to nobody. Well, we reach out to certain people. We don't reach out for clout, none of that stuff. We don't ask to network with people. For clout, for clout, they make sure None for that. Yeah, everything is organic. We definitely want to network. Let's not yeah. let's not forget yeah. that. That's important. <laughs> yeah, that's very important. Yeah, and if you're uh, a person, if you're yeah. a follower of our we guest today, you. if you're a follower of our guest today, it's your first time listening, give us a uh, subscribe, follow us everywhere, leave a rating review, mm-hmm. as you should with all podcasts that you listen to and like. If you do listen to podcasts, if it's your first time listening, just subscribe to us and just listen to us. Come on now, mm-hmm. we went from having zero views and zero likes to being heard in over ten plus countries. I'm just leave it at that. Like, no. We love no, those no, countries. No. Shout out to y'all. America's still number one. Y'all know it. It's cool. We ain't tripping. Mm-hmm. That's why y'all love this podcast. This is an American podcast. We can't be censored. <laughs> Speaking of America. People wish we, they had our democracy. Exactly. That's, <laughs> that's what's going on right now. <laughs> Niggas getting mirrored democracy. Um, like this? Yeah, you want a democracy. But we're going to slaughter you if you say mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. The president was in a tweeting frenzy yesterday. Oh, my goodness. Shout out to Trump. Oh, Shout exactly. out to Trump, man. Shout out to um, both parties playing. Shout out to Pelosi. You know, <sighs> Speaker of the House. Nancy, shout out to Nancy. Shout out to Nan. Who? Oh, oh, <laughs> see? Shout out, to, shout out to Pelosi. Mm-hmm. Shout out to all the political parties playing uh, a part of this historic event. 
Mm-hmm. And while, by historic, I don't mean good or bad, but it's still a historic event regardless. That's what I mean by historic. It's, yeah. It's a crazy event. Um, Trump. You can tell. You know more about politics. Who, me? Been the Yeah, a little bit. Well, partially impeached. What, two-thirds impeached? Yeah, this is... um, yeah. this. Th- there's been f- three other instances <laughs> where an individual has um that sat in, in the Oval Office was up for impeachment, an impeachment hearing. Uh, James Madison, you know, back when blacks were still slaves, of course. And uh, and um, Bill Clinton was the most recent one. But the other the other case was uh, Richard Nixon. But he resigned before the trial. So he doesn't really count because he already knew he was he was you done. Type, but that's the type of nigga that like with the job, they know you're about to fire you. So you just quit. You just quit, that's man. Fu- you can't fire me. I quit. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> already put the drugs in the black families. What else do you want? You know, <laughs> yeah, fuck Nixon. Yeah, fuck Nixon. Somebody tried to say Nixon is, uh, I mean, Trump is worse than Nixon yesterday. I said, what the fuck? That's when I had to log off social media. Cause I'm like, y'all, this must be a 2000 baby. And I just learned about history. So, exactly. so, social media, listen, man, it, it when you know about something, it's it's really easy to find out who really doesn't or who, who is not educated about something. Because mm-hmm. social media yesterday definitely, um, Definitely showed me that a lot of people don't have no idea what impeachment is. Yeah, have no idea because people was like, "Yes, Donald Trump is impeached. He's out of here. He's sorry." I'm like, "Yo, you 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 do realize that the Democrats they we own the we own the house, yeah, no, right? Well, that the Democrats own the house, mm-hmm. but everything that has to go it's a full circle, my mm-hmm. dude. Everything has to go through the Senate, which mm-hmm. is owned by Republicans. Exactly." And who are the 193 people that voted against the uh, the impeachment process? All Republican, except for the three Democrats. The three Democrats that voted against uh, the impeachment process. Mm-hmm. So, the only way for him to be removed from office is Senate. to get the vote from the Senate. And I don't think that's going to happen. And a lot of people, there's never, ever, ever been a president that has been impeached in those three times that got removed from office. Mm. So mm-hmm. let that sink in. You guys were. Um, Cheering and parading. They gotta you take him to trial. Him. They gotta take him to trial and prove that he committed the crimes that yes, are uh, worthy of getting removed from the office. Yes. One is treason, um, bribery, other high crimes, which is vague that they said. Um, high crimes can be anything really, but like they gotta prove that he did either of those three things. A full fledged investigation. So, so yeah, he got impeached, but he didn't. And get if they don't from find office. any evidence but he on voted this on man, impeach. then this all was for no reason. Nothing. And this was all a big uh, distraction behind Epstein and ABC not knowing that Epstein is the re- reason to kidnapping. ABC had this news for five plus years that Epstein uh, was kidnapping these kids and ten- taking them to his uh, pedophilic island and putting them in a sex trafficking <laughs> ring. ABC knew for five years mm-hmm. and they didn't want to cover the story mm-hmm. because they thought it wasn't big enough. A.K.A. they got paid off by Epstein himself. ABC is a criminal. It's criminal, just like the Clinton Foundation. What were you saying? Uh, you, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. Um, yeah, so before, just to, I really, I really hate to say this, but you, you guys really, I, I understand that you want to be right. Mm-hmm. On social media, and I do understand that you want to sound knowledgeable. Yeah, you don't have. Yeah, if you don't know, if you don't know something, you don't gotta act like you know something. Yeah, because people were DMing me. Told you Trump was out of office. <laughs> blah blah blah. I woke up to like seven DMs. Trump this, this, that. He's uh, and not my whoa. But let me make a full disclaimer. I do not support. Um, 
I did not vote for President Trump. However, what I am saying is that he is the president of these United States. And the issue, you guys don't want him in office. But that that decision goes through the Senate. Okay, our guest is outside right now. Right. So, uh, Shiz, you got to go get him. Uh, well, I'll be back. So, yeah, uh, Trump. Uh, <laughs> what was I about to say? Um, yeah, uh, here comes somebody now, bro. Oh, yeah, we're not pausing either. No edits. Uh, yeah. We out here. No edits. Oh, we ain't, we ain't editing nothing. Fuck that. We, ain't, we don't edit anything on this podcast. <clears throat> I forgot what I was about to say, but Trump, he just got voted to um, be impeached. They're going to do a trial. I don't know, but I don't know. The election is next year. They should just wait until then, maybe. Then I don't that, know. That's, if he gets afraid. voted out, that's that's, just oh yeah, I was going to talk. Yeah, I was going to talk about yeah. the whole civil war thing. Mm-hmm. I saw like a post. People going crazy. Oh, it's going to be, it's gonna be riots because obviously you got huge supporters out there. Mm-hmm. But I don't. Nobody's going to start a civil war. Yeah. You're going to need armies. Then you're going to have to secede from the United States. They don't want to go through all that. And plus, we got more people that you know that's they'll, they'll big, get bodied. Man. That's who got big balls with a red maga hat. I'm ready though. I'm ready for. Welcome, welcome, welcome. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm saying. This all no. Like, like if you go, if you go hit like plus, right? And like you may search like something. Yeah, that's not gonna pop up. No yes, more. it will. What you mean? And on the my, tab is still open. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Bro, I delete them every like month. Oh, all right. We on? <laughs> yeah, I'm about to hit play. Oh shit. Okay, go ahead. All right, we're back with another break. Uh, just had to let our guest in. Just ran uh, a mile. Huh? I just ran a mile. You ran a mile? Yeah. You did? Yeah. To let the guest in. Oh, you ran a mile? Yeah. Oh, it's only down the stairs. It's like it's a long time. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's episode 100 of the podcast and chill show. You're um, lucky guest for today. Uh, you want to introduce yourself, sir? Uh, this is Mike White, the whitest of all mics. <laughs> is that your last name, White? Yeah. Oh, okay. Name. All right, that makes sense. Yeah. People so, be looking at that, John. Like, hmm? Yeah, why would you? Why not Mike Black? <laughs> Mike Black. <laughs> I'm going to choose like a name. But if that's, if that's your last name, you know, that's cool. Uh, you want to explain like what you do or if you do anything or not, you know? Uh, I'm an artist. I'm working towards a lot of ownership of my own art. Not mm-hmm. only that, um, businesses, you know, stuff that appreciate over time, not depreciate over time, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm real big on that. I feel like that's the best way to set yourself up for like success long term. Because everybody want to be successful now. Now, so, yeah. Yo, that's got to be lucky. Yeah, I was, oh, I was yeah, actually sure. listening like the four 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 like probably like, last week. That's one of the main things he was talking about, like buying paintings. And you know, we don't have a million dollars, but you can buy a painting for a million dollars. Like eight years later, years yeah. like, it's like three million. That's a, that's a um, profit. Plus, he's talking about buying houses um, and whatnot from from two million to twenty million. But like you can do that on a smaller scale. Like, what what would you say that you create that um, creates you know money in the future in the long term? Um, <clears throat> or plan on creating? Well, um, I, I, I already said I was an artist, so just everything that entails with that ownership of not only your music, you want to have your own like record label, stuff like that. So I already put like the pieces in motion to do that. Like I got my own LLC. Okay. That's That was the start. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I know it can't, everything can't be built in one day. You see what I'm saying? So you got to lay the foundation. I mean, it don't matter what step you take. What type of music do you make? Um, I make hip hop music. Um, actually, it was four four four. 
that came out June 30th, 2017. I remember that. You know the date? That, yeah. Like that, that's that's the album that made me want to rap. Like take it serious, you know what I mean? Because like I always be writing and doing poetry and stuff like that. So that's that's what made me want to really. Yeah, that album's great. Like, yeah, like yeah. one of his best. People say it could it could be his best album. Like that late in his life, I fuck with it. It's one of the biggest impactful albums that he ever dropped. Million dollars, million dollars worth of game. Yeah. Nine ninety nine. What four four four? Yeah. yeah. I think it was okay. Damn, you don't fuck with Musically title. or impact, impact I mean, was. you don't like Black Business's title? I mean, I'm not, I'm not buying title. Ace of Spades? I'm not, I'm not getting title. But, uh, yeah, that was cool, you know. It's probably his, one of his better projects. He has a lot of, he has a very large discography. So it's, you know, some people would say they're all hits, but 404 was okay. It's on the better half of his projects. So it's better like, half? Yeah, it's on the better half like, of his projects. like an old man album. Music is, uh... It's a, you don't think it's an impactful album? Yeah, I was, mean, yeah, the story yeah. of OJ. I mean, I'll tell you one thing. The video itself, only a black man could do that video. Yeah. Nobody, no other race in this world could be, could freely create a video such as, such as that. Yeah. Nobody. Mm -hmm. And if they would, they would, they would be slandered mm -hmm. for having a video like that. Cause there's definitely um, oh yeah, you're just using the uh, the blackface things, the, the blackface, the Jewish innuendos, the the slavery, the right, the racial undertone. Like it's just so much in that three minutes, and it's just is 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 definitely it was definitely a groundbreaking video for Jay Z anyway. Because mm -hmm. you know you 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 think of whole videos as you know you got your chains, you got your you got your money, you got your this and that. But this video. It's it newer videos. They're more like cinematic pieces of art and whatnot. Yeah. Like it can have like it could be an eight minute song and only two minutes of the song will be on the video. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's more artsy now. Cinematic, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I fuck with Jay Z. He just turned fifty. So the hove. Old man. Yeah. Some hove. He's pretty old. Oh, he's pretty old. old to us, yeah. He's pretty old. Old to us, yeah. Still young. Still a billionaire. Crazy. I'd rather be fifty and a billionaire. Why not? You know, but yeah, man. All right, let's get another one. What happened to Kaepernick? Um, it said he's an he's not a viable option to play in the XFL. So damn, they don't want him anywhere. A viable I know option? Yeah. What does that even mean? I don't know. He's not. Yeah, that's a little aggressive. I guess it's the same thing as not playing in the NFL. Like he's going to hurt their pockets, I guess, if they sign him. The thing that Vince McMahon is trying to create, the XFL. That would be yeah. That would be better for them. Is that the extreme football thing. league? I don't know what it stands for, but it's not going to last either way. But they should get Kaepernick for at least a year. I want to see Goldberg in the XFL. <laughs> but anyway, fucking head or something. So Mike, how old are you, bro? Gore. Oh, uh, I just turned twenty-two in July. Twenty? Really? Mm -hmm. With July, yeah, what? Twenty-seven. Wow. Your birthday was it? Fourteen? Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Yeah. So it, that's that's crazy, bro. Mm -hmm. Man, so yeah, you've had you've had a pretty interesting couple years. What did you? Well, um, that's what you would um, think. Yeah, definitely yeah. interesting. I never expected my life to turn this way. But yeah. you care to talk about it on the show? Are you allowed to talk about it on the show? Or? I mean, yeah. I mean, I've always wanted to express myself, but like you know, when you're in the midst of your parents or like a tribe or something, you can't really just yeah, you know, no. interview. Definitely not. Like, like everybody just want to you know talk to me, and I appreciate that. You know, I want to talk to, I want to you know, talk to people, try to spread my word and get some type of motivation and clarity to somebody. Definitely. So um, walk us through what you felt, you know, in this high intensity period. Did you ever feel like a sense of loneliness? 
or like abandonment in any type of way, like while you were fighting, like technically for your freedom? Um, I wouldn't say it was loneliness. I would say more like, you know, when you're the only person that can walk down a certain road, it's like, damn, it's only me. But like, you know, you got people supporting you in the back. So you just gotta keep that in mind. Like you, it's really about your mental state. If your mental state not right, when you're going through something like this or you're going through anything in life, you're going to succumb to it. Okay, okay, okay. And just to give background for um for individuals who, and definitely correct me if I'm wrong, like just to give background for individuals who don't um necessarily know um, Mike White in 2017, correct? 2018. 2018. Um, he was char technically charged with two counts. The first count was third-degree murder, but that got dropped. Okay, and then he was charged with uh, voluntary manslaughter due to an altercation in Rittenhouse Square, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it started out um, just off the rip. It was first degree. Okay. Okay. And then over time, it was probably like three or four months, they put it down to um, third degree of voluntary. Then right before the trial, it's like voluntary manslaughter and uh, like three other charges that I had to um, go to trial on. And I ended up being found guilty on one charge, which is tampering. Okay. But um, that sentencing date not to the ninth. So. The knife of this month? No, of January. January. Wow. Do you? How do you feel uh, going up to that? Like, is there any type of anxiety or anything? I mean, yeah, it's definitely a lot of because um, you never really know. You can't expect nothing from anybody, even the the courts, the justice system, stuff like that. So, right, right. You just gotta you gotta look at the situation, and just live through it, but not don't don't let it wear you down. At the same time, like, yeah, it's a, it's an obstacle to like you know. Like I said, your mindset, that's, that's going to be what saved you. I feel like that's what saved me. Now, you talked about the justice system. Do you think that the justice system is fair? Do you think that there is there is a, a blind sense of justice where, you know, they don't just take into account this is one crime and this is, this is the rule for it. Do you think that there is a sort of uh, a parody within the justice system? Do you think that everything, especially with your case, for example, do you think that everything was handled appropriately? Like, how do you feel about that? Um, I feel like everything was, everything happened the way it was supposed to happen because um, people took the time to really investigate it okay. and really understand it for what it was. Like, as far as on the legal side and being judged in front of the jury of my peers, um, I felt like that part was solid. I feel like that was very fair. The part that's not fair is like, oh, the outside, the outside talk from, you know, the person's family mm -hmm. and, and, and stuff like that. That's, that's really the um, the issue. So I really I really didn't have a problem with it. This is where the justice system isn't fair and those need to be highlighted. And that's, that's what I plan to be involved with, you know, as time goes on. But I feel like in this situation, I really, uh, I was solid for who I was because the people I had supported. Right, it takes a, it definitely takes a lot of uh, mental um, fortitude, definitely to stay stay the course in a situation mm -hmm. like this. Because at the end of the day, like you you were you were fighting you were fighting for your life in a courtroom. And for those for those who don't understand, in terms of like the adjudication process, this stuff takes hours and months to even get through a deposition. It'll take weeks to get through a single deposition depending on how much evidence is presented. So like, this is a very mentally taxing experience. You know, uh, you had something to say, Doug? Oh. Well, oh yeah, so yeah, you said it's like mentally taxing. So does it like change the way you look at life? Like 
you wake up in the morning a different person than what you were in like 2016, 2017? Good question. Uh, yeah, yeah, it makes me a lot more grateful. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's just been a lot of stuff back to back to back, and I just can't, I can't fathom it all, but I just had to adapt, like, just yeah. to life and, and what happened. Like, um, two years ago today, not today, yesterday, one of my friends got killed in Baltimore and everything. Mm-hmm. But that was just like, another spoke on the wheel of some just crazy shit happening. Like I came home from college in 2017 and during that time, just looking for a job, I ended up working for Uber and shit. Everything was cool, I swear. It was like Friday the 13th, I found out my grandma had a stroke. So it was like probably six weeks later, she passed away on the 27th of uh, November and everything, like two days after Thanksgiving. And then 19 days later, my man John, uh, it was in Baltimore, he get killed. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, damn, that was like 19 days apart. I just buried her on the 13th. Mm-hmm. And he passed away on the 18th. That's, that was that was just a crazy time for me. And I already had a case by then. It wasn't this one, it was another one. And I couldn't really go nowhere. So I felt I felt bad. Like, I really wanted to be down there. You couldn't even go see him? Yeah. Like, I remember the last time we talked on the phone was that Wednesday. Yeah, it was like two or three days before. I think that was like a Tuesday or something. I don't know. I don't know the, the exact days, but I know the dates. Like, yeah. hmm. Now, let me give you a, a little statistic that most people don't know. Okay. The African American community makes up of 13% of America's population. We're only 13%, less than 15. Right. All right. But the incarcerated male population is over 31%. That means we are almost one third of. America's incarcerated population, but yet we are less than one half of the of America's population. All right, and in terms of conviction, right, in terms of murder, black men are seven times more likely to be convicted than a white American, and for drug crimes, black men are 12 times more convicted, 12 times more likely to be convicted, excuse me, than white Americans. Do you feel that any type of parity in the justice system because of that? No, I, I feel like um, you gotta look at the I look at the root cause of all things, and the root cause for that is you know I seen it on Duff's story. He said that uh, the crime bill, nineteen ninety four, arrested mm-hmm. mm-hmm. thirty years for dime bags, and yep. just people getting arrested without no type of evidence. Like I didn't talk to people who was in jail for like juvenile life. Mm-hmm. I know this boy. He just got out of prison. Like, he was in there forty nine years. Forty nine years. He didn't even for, technically like, kill. Smaller drugs or something. Mm-hmm. It was for, um, I think it was like a murder or something. Oh, like, like, like accessory or something? No, he, he didn't even kill him. The, the, he ran out the store, the boy had an aneurysm or something and died. And oh, he was wow. depending on him and shit. And I was listening to his story. Um, and I'm so mad I forgot his name. I, I feel like, I feel bad I forgot his name. I know his face though. I forget names, but I remember faces. Mm-hmm. But he just, the, the way he told that story, like I was just sitting there like, they didn't even give him a chance. And this like in the 60s. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you really ain't had no chance. You getting roof, no. you getting roof. And you stand up there. And nobody grabbing no ladder to come see about your case. They ain't about to come, mm That shit was over. So, I feel like shit like that, that that's definitely not fair at all. Yeah, and the way things set up in America is like to try to keep you trapped in like their justice system or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, keep you jailed. You got parole and whatnot. Like Meek Mill talks about it all the time. Like you can't even do things really. You can't be around felons or whatnot, depending what your uh, depending what your uh, you know your charges or whatnot. So 
they just keep you trapped. They keep you impoverished. And when you're impoverished, you resort to crimes. Crime is yeah, yeah, it's, it's a cycle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, know, you resort to crime, violence. And that's, that's where most of it takes place because, you know, they don't have money to feed themselves. Where only thing you can do is go fill out a job application or go uh, go rob somebody. And that's more likely to take place if you're, you know, in poverty. Yeah, it's really a, a big, huge cycle. It's a cycle from food stamps to systematic uh, oppression, and you got redlining, so you have to stay in like the facility, like where gentrification happens. Go ahead. And they that. they use the media to uh, to characterize you. Yeah, you know, make you out to be a villain. Bad as well, black. Well, create, yeah. create stereotypes through media mm -hmm. as to what the blackface does and all that used to do. I go ahead. Come from public schools. I mean, yeah, if we're talking if we're talking about this revolving door of criminal justice reform, right? We have individuals, for example, Bill Clinton, who told us that, oh, we have this great way, and then mm -hmm. look at look at all the pain that it's caused. From, we yeah. have well, we're because we're all twenty two, twenty three in that area, mm -hmm. we're all the product of a of a justice system that broke down the black community. There's fathers that never really got to see their children grow up because they got caught with a dime bag of weed, but had two other previous previous felony charges or two other charges that sent them up for the rest of their life. So what we have to understand is in our society, it's sort of a broken clock. Okay, because we don't have the means to be on track or on par with other races simply because of how the justice system impacted the 80s and 90s. We don't have it. And so oh, yeah, even... Like um, the shit that like Ronald Reagan and stuff did like, yes. with the crime bill. That shit. Yes. Harris, I was in the barbershop one time. Yes. They said that's like it was worse than like the atomic bombs, for real, because you're still going through that effects right now. Mm -hmm. Like decades later, that's like, real racism. Broke, once you break the cycle of a family, like the generations, it, it carries on and on. Bro, we yeah. had we had a form of domestic terrorism in this city mm -hmm. in the '90s by the Philadelphia uh, Police the Department. Was that the Boo thing? When they bombed, when they bombed the black pit, they thought it was like a Black Panther like house or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they bombed the house and and damn near killed almost eight people. Not to mention destroyed a whole block, a whole infrastructure. So it's yeah, like I, mean, I ain't never heard of just like regular city police doing that. No, That's crazy. no. That's crazy. And it's and it and it just That's goes crazy. to show that. When when we're in the grand scheme of things, like you hear them, the taxpayers, you hear them. That's where it come from, bro. Taxpayers. That's what I'm saying. Like when when we're in the grand scheme of things, it is so sad to see that there are so many young lives out here that could have had like greater potential. Mm -hmm. But how? 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 Please explain to me how you want a child whose one parent is gone for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. The other parent is never home because they're working, trying to, trying to compete in society that's telling you you can't make enough. And Lord, please don't stop working because if you stop working, then you'll probably, if you're on government assistance, they'll take it away. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how can I provide and, t and teach my son and my daughter how to be you know, a proper child when I'm not home because I'm the only person that's allowed to take care of the household? Yeah. Mm -hmm. How does this work? It doesn't. And that's why, but you hear old heads all day, oh, pick up a ball, pick up this, do that, do that. You have the wrong influence interacting with individuals. Now, I'm not going to say basketball players, you know, nothing wrong with them, but not everybody can be a basketball player. Yeah, or an entertainer. Or an entertainer. Not, really, you know, not everyone can do that. But we're not telling our children that. We're not telling our children that, yo, at 18, I'm going to have this savings bond for you, or I'm going to have this Roth IRA account with you for compounded interest. So when you turn 30, or when you turn 18, you'll have $6,000 in your bank account waiting for you. 
We don't have that. Mm-hmm. And it's sad. But not to get off uh, uh, topic, Mike, you were uh, you, you um, said earlier in the episode that um, even with the pushback from people outside, like outside the case, things like that, I was doing a little research and I found uh, this video. I'm not going to play it. I found this video of like the victim's parent. And like I see... I see how their uh, her energy is like was like directed after the trial, after everything, and I'm all, all that I want to know is there are probably people out there that think that you are a, a different type of individual, like you're this bad person. Which obviously, for me talking to you and dealing with you, like I can honestly say that you're not. However, what do you do? You have anything to say to these people that don't know you but think that they know you because of something they may have saw on television? Um. That, that ties back to um, what we was talking about earlier, like with the media. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm never able to say exactly what I want to say without it being twisted in some type of way. Mm-hmm. And the way they write the stories, like I'm looking at a story they wrote on um, on Monday. It said uh, the teen. This morning, I'm 22. I'm yeah. Right. You got, you're not even writing the story right. You're not even writing the facts right. You keep saying that I plunge a knife into somebody's back and somebody's mom got to keep hearing that over and over. Yeah. When you was in the court, you saw the video. Like, Granted, you ain't see the video before the trial. You still had the narrative wrong. But then after, when you see the video and you see that's not what the case was, and you still keep on reporting it. It's a lot of copy and paste shit going yep. on. Yeah, yeah. And I really don't, I don't respect that. So what I want to say to the family is what I've been saying. Like, I'm still praying for them. I went over to my mom's house the other day. She prayed for me and she prayed for me. Mm-hmm. So she kept the same energy since July 12th. And that's it's always been like that. And, you know, you can only get to a certain point where, like, it, it break you and everything. But, you know, I, I, I ain't letting that happen no more. Like, she, her and, and in that family, I just pray find some type of healing. You know? But, you know, all this extra stuff that's coming from it, I can't. I can't get that no more attention. Right, right, right. Now you were also you also mentioned, um, you know, how you were praying, praying for like everything and your mother and everything and like the involvement that your mother has had. There's also been a social media uh, movement that was actually taking place. I actually saw it. Of course, it was like Justice for Mike White. And did you see any of that? It's big, honestly. Yeah, for those yeah. yeah I, I ain't see the hashtag. I mean, I mean, it, it's oh really? Everywhere. Really? It was big. It was big, bro. I, mean, like, I look at stuff, but then I don't. Cause it'd be like, damn, this. You know, I already live it. So yeah. I feel you. You don't even really want to be involved in that. Seeing your face everywhere and everybody. Do you appreciate though the people that were saying, you know, like you deserve justice and you deserve all of this type of the same the same amount of people? This is the problem. We have a scenario because we have these phones and these cameras mm-hmm. where people nowadays are guilty until proven innocent. And that's not how it's supposed to be in our justice system, right? We're supposed to be obviously, well, you, you paused it? No, I fell out. Uh, we good? with that now? It was working. Yeah. So what do I mean? Uh, yeah. 
glass of water. Jeez. Uh, yeah, we still have a lot there. The cup is all an SD card, so yeah. Here we go. Fuck. power in my phone. There we go. What you think? Uh, yeah, about being uh, guilty to prove it innocent, which is a which is a, a real problem we have in this country. Like, due to the fact that we have freedom of speech and everything, everybody just wants to quick and say, "Oh, wow, this is a trial. He did yeah. it. He's and, guilty." Yeah, news like news companies, whatever magazines, newspapers, they search for headlines and clicks. Yeah, but they they put out um, like uh, uh, eye popping, well, eye catching, eye, yeah, headlines. Yeah. So that's all they care about, really. Once you click on a story, whatever they say in the article doesn't really matter because they already clicked on it. So that's what they all search for. And like the more like um, the more like dangerous you make it sound, the more bloodier you make it sound. You know that that sells you know, that sells more. That all factors in. Yeah, which which is sad to me because, in my opinion, if we're if we're really discussing this, there should be no reason why if I'm on trial and I I got acquitted for something, there is no reason why you should treat me a certain way. Mm -hmm. Regardless of what you may think or how you may feel, and I know you probably deal with this all every day, regardless of what happened, the court of law said this. Now, whether you mm -hmm. agree with the system or not, mm -hmm. you have no right to, to, to think of me as somebody that I'm not, yeah. according to the law. What do you think, Mike? That that is something I deal with on a daily basis, like the, the court of public opinion. It's like one mm. thing to be found not guilty in the court of law, but like in the court of public opinion, it's like you know you already did it. It yeah, might be worse in some cases. People, people like, got their own yeah. theories, mm -hmm. like oh well, he got mad at one person one time in his entire life, so he must have did it. Like he he it's a propensity for violence. Mm -hmm. He's this and he's that, and I heard so much stuff, and I just be looking like like you don't even know me. So, you know, the best way to get a, let a person get a chance to know you is just to talk, you know what I mean? So, I don't really got to scream or say nothing back. It's just like I talk and I prove myself mm -hmm. who I am. Right. Um, you got more questions on there? I don't have it on my iPad. You don't have it? No, it's on my phone. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I do I do have um, <clears throat> I do have more questions, but I really, I'm more concerned right now with, like, Mike White. Like, tell me, like, like you, like for example, I want to get into a more in-depth like perception of like who you are, because you you said you wanted to come on here and talk. Like I just want to give you the floor, and you can just go ahead. Um, basically, myself, like how I would categorize myself is um somebody who not going to stop until they see everything they say like fulfilled, and that goes with the the case and everything. Like it was it was important for me to be found not guilty because everything you said, like, you know, the, the, the gap in generations and everything, like, I just, I felt like I always had that pressure on me because I didn't have my dad in my life growing up. And I grew up in impoverished conditions, but I never really said I'm returning to the streets and everything. So that that's who I am. I'm always the person who's going to listen to what's being told. Like a lot of rappers rap about that life and I don't see it as them glorified, glorifying it. I see them as saying like, yo, I came from this and I made it out and I ain't never going back. That's mm -hmm. all I hear Meek saying. Mm -hmm. And that's, I, I find that to be very important because I'm like, you get here and not screwed on straight, you gonna keep falling to them traps and you either gonna end up dead or in jail. 
and, and, and that's, that, that's, that's who I am, person who's going to choose to do the right thing because it's what you're supposed to do. I'm not going to fall into no traps. Like, you got to see bigger than this world that you live in. It's three, four blocks that you circle. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So. Nah, that's, that's, that's very true. But I also, I also want to say, did anybody have ever, like, tried to reach out and talk to you to try to, like, hear your side of it? Or has it just been a battle of, well, like you said, the public, like, the public media's opinion? Like, has there ever been a, this is what I've seen, but I want to come to you and ask, or do you just feel like it's just a perception that people have of you? Um, with that, I'd be careful because a lot of people want to talk, but it's like you got to talk to the right people. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, I, I appreciate you for coming on. I'll tell you yeah. that much. Yeah, I've been listening to y'all for like a year, so I'm like, yeah, they good. They good folks. <laughs> yeah. So I just, I figured, like, you know, you really just got to scope out every person that that has an interest in talking to you. Like, there's a lot of people that came to me, like, from media outlets that wanted to talk to me. I'm like, no, nah, I look at what you got on your website, mm -hmm. or I look at what you posting on social media. Like, I'm not, like, I'll never go on the shade room. Oh, yeah. Breakfast they reached out to you? Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm about to say, yeah, that's nah, toxic. That's just, I don't know. I just, we not, we're not fans of the shit. Yeah, I'll never go on that. Just because just they despise everything. Mm -hmm. They despise everything, so it's, it's all about just knowing who you're talking to. Being genuine, I told you this, like, us being genuine gets us a, a long way, more respect than anybody else. Mm -hmm. I've been saying this for the longest time. Like, people don't listen to other people because they are bullshit. We don't give a fuck about we. I mean, the listens is cool. We don't give a fuck about but that's not the comments. Do yeah, we do it because we do it. We don't care about what how other people feel about it. We just keep it genuine, true to ourselves. Care? I don't really be caring what other people think about this shit. Mm -hmm. If it's good, it's good. If it's not, it's not. I mean, this was the whole purpose that was brought on to me mm -hmm. when we came on the podcast. It's like, yo, it's three black men that have opinions. And we want to also talk to people that have opinions and have, want to get their point across. This was the whole concept of the show. We did not do this shit for likes, for clout, for clout. none of that. Like this, it was simply to, because people, man, I talk to people day in and day out. And all they say is, yo, I wish that I could do this and do that or talk about this, talk about that. People intelligent as hell. But one thing, like track them or somewhere along the line and now they're stuck which is hard. Like, has there ever been, like, a, a moment where, like, you know, you may be applying for, like, a career or anything? Like, has that happened to you yet? Where, like, people, like, may see your resume or anything and be like, oh, right, and then do, like, research or anything? Has that happened yet? Um, it was uh, right when I got out of hospital. This, this really had me in a, in a tough spot, like, mm -hmm. mentally. I just, I could not understand why everything was going the way it was. Like, I was applying for jobs. I'm just trying to work. Cause I need to support myself at this point. I'm exactly. on boss arrest. I don't got the Uber job no more, so I need something. So I'm just going to jobs. People denying me, denying my application because I got open murder case. Ain't nobody gonna hire somebody with an open murder case. I applied over a hundred places on Indeed, in person, all types. Fucking Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> they got me a couple. Of <laughs> oh yeah. yeah that's the it worked work when it wants to. If they really like you, they gonna mm -hmm. contact you and all this other. I'm I'm not trying to be a pick me. You know what I mean like. I feel like Indeed is like the portal of the pick me or something like mm -hmm. pick me for this job. Yeah, pick me. Yeah, I'm like, no, nah, I went, I went to Uncle Bobby's because you know I, I like what they stand for for the community and everything. That's something I want to be a part of. 
it's something that feels like passion inside me. Like I love being there. Um, it, it so when it, when it came to getting a job there, it was like it, I didn't treat it as a last resort. It was just like yo, stop being stubborn. Like for real, like stop thinking like you about to just live your life all normal and shit. Right. Cause it's, it's not it's not normal at all. I can't live my life normal. Anymore. Wow. Uh, well, thanks for sharing that. I find that to be unfair, but it's you're, you're not the only person who has who has said, you know, after coming from uh, something as serious, you know, as this has uh, ballooned to, I will say that it is ridiculous to me where we have this we, we spend so much money on like, you know, prison reform and things like this and the judicial system and all these type of things and yet when we have somebody who was not charged of anything mm -hmm. and it makes it even tougher for them to you know find not necessarily a job to to start a career because nobody really wants to work a job their whole life like mm -hmm. let's be honest here like people want to have a career set in place and especially if you're not convicted of anything I really find it like a catch twenty two to be like, okay, well, I'm a free man, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a citizen, oh, yeah. I'm a free individual, but yet I still cannot, you know, be on the career path that I want, and yeah, I find that sad. With background checks and stuff. Yes. Because like you already served your time, so uh, should be, you'll be punished for it again. Basically. Yeah. Like not only and now like I'm in the like it's a it's a prison it's like it's not necessarily a prison system it's the so of you're putting me in prison after I after yeah, I am right. free of everything Take you're away your right to vote and yeah like how do you how are you trying to make me a citizen like wait can you can you vote or is that yeah I can still vote you can still vote yes, um I think it has to be you you got to be convicted of a felony and some 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 got to go along those lines oh, okay. I know my, my right to vote, I still got that. So. Exactly. That's a plus, I'll take that much, because people forget how important that actually is. Let me tell you. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let me see what else I have here. This is important. Yep. I got all that. Yeah. This is wild. But yeah, do you have anything else you want to... Um, you want to say anything? The time is yours, bro. You can say whatever you want. Oh, um, I ain't really into talking. Like, I'm, <laughs> I, I just want to put in everybody's head who listen to this, um, even what y'all doing, the work you've done over the past year. Like, that's consistency and it's passion. And that is the only way you ever going to be able to give birth to your dreams. For real, for real. That's, that's that's the only way. Like, and I, I wanted to come over here because I respect it. I want to tell y'all in person, I respect that grinding and passion and everything. Like, and, and somebody who's going through this, I know it's got to be somebody else in this city. Plenty of brothers going through this, like throughout the whole city. And you may not, like, you're going to get to a point where your passion and your consistency is gone. Like, I ain't have no passion, I have no consistency. Like, but it's like it's starting to come back and I'm starting to see like my peers around me starting to put the work in and everything. And like I know it's possible. And I know all these obstacles I got in front of me, but that's it's only gonna make me stronger. People gonna wanna respect me more because I still made it despite all that. So, you know, just shout out to y'all for the, the effort, the consistency, the passion, the truthfulness. Like that's that's something to be really respected.
on this hundred episode. Like I just, I think that's an accomplishment. Yeah. Right. I'm obsessed with that number a hundred. <laughs> I respect that. Yeah. I really respect that. Now let's talk a little bit about your music, man. Like for real. Like as we know, like for most artists, music is a way to express how they feel. Like you said, Meek, like his message is basically I made it to the hood and I got it out, you know, and I got to this because I kept I kept it going, I kept being persistent. But talk about the music for you. Like where do you want to go with it? Like is it just like an outlet? Like what is it for you? I feel like for me, it began with like being that outlet. Like my poetry was my outlet. And then when I started to write music and take that like more serious and learn how to put together a mixtape for an album or just song structure, stuff like that. Like I really began to sit down and craft it. Like, I, like before all this was happening, I was putting out music and sending it to everybody. And I kept thinking to myself, I feel like I'm defeating the purpose. Like I made this as, you know, something to express myself, not to be, you know, shot, shot to fame, you mm -hmm. know? So I was like, man, I just, I gotta rethink the plan. And through the course of this legal stuff, I had to delete all my music and it really gave birth to like a new perspective on what I wanted to do with that. And part of it is manifestation. A lot of it is actually, but, um, that that's that's the goal. Like you know, I watch myself manifest things through the things I've written, and I just look back and I'll be like, damn, I didn't even know that was gonna happen like that, but it happened. So it's just about being more intentional. That's what my music is, having a message to give to like the generation under me, cause we ain't had it. You know what I mean? Like it's just definitely a gap in between. Like most of us was raised by our grandparents. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like so, that's that's really a, a issue. And I feel like it only can start like we step up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were just talking like last week about the manifest like messages within your music and stuff. We were talking about Juice World. Mm-hmm. Um, he was talking about yeah, we don't live past twenty-one, and and you know he died at twenty-one years old. The shit that you're saying, the music like sometimes do come true. The things that you put into the air, yeah, um, come back around to you. You 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 saying it on the song that they got like four or five billion streams mm -hmm. from. Mm -hmm. So it's in the world, it's everywhere. You basically, you let the whole world know. Like, yeah, this is how I'm feeling. I'm not, not going to live past that age. I don't know, artists just like start speaking more positively then. I, I saw a video of somebody that follows me actually, like last night, she just was popping like four Percocets. And in my head, I'm, I'm like, well, number one, why are you trying to die? <laughs> That's the first exactly. thought. But my second thought is, what got you to that point? Like, really, mm -hmm. th there has to be some form of social conditioning that sat in your head and was like, yo, I'm bored. I'm going to go pop some perks. Like, and that's yeah. definitely a Philly thing. Like, people in, people in Philly, for some reason, they glorify this, this epidemic. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't necessarily understand why, but who, maybe it's not for me to know, but I do, I am curious as to figure out why, but that's, I guess, another another story for a different episode. Yeah, whenever entertainers, like, claim something is to be cool or whatnot, people are going to follow them. Entertainers are usually trendsetters, so whatever they do, people are going to follow suit. And when you got um, rappers like Juice World, I don't know if he does drugs, allegedly, but, uh, you know, Lil Peep and stuff. Yeah, man. Their fans are gonna follow. Oh, if he's doing it, uh, it must be cool. Must be yeah. cool to do. Must be cool to do. Mommy, I want Percocets for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's 
Where are you going to get Percocets from? Your mom or somebody? The doctor, yeah. Come on, break it back or something. In these Andes. This is it's so easy to get them drugs on the street. Oh, yeah. 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 I, but I, I got our own story about addiction and stuff like that. But it shouldn't be that easily accessible. It really no, it's, it's just like, you know what I mean? When you going through something, like you got any type of pain, like them drugs, they numb you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You get to a point, you be like, man, I don't even feel nothing. And, and you just floating through life. You don't even know if you're okay or not. You just. Don't feel nothing. Yeah. Tell me about it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's just it's an epidemic, and I don't necessarily blame rappers mostly because it's a mix. It's like rappers and then how how this shit just made so available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You gotta get in here somewhere. Did you ever uh, battle with addiction in any any way? Yeah, in in, in a way. Um, I ain't really getting into it now because I don't want to indict myself. Right, 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 right. It's, it's real, it's real. You, 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 you definitely can bounce back from it, though. It's, you just got to change. So you got to do a detox. And I don't just mean eating some fruits and vegetables. You, know, you got get, to get that shit off your, whatever you feed, like your news feed, like get that off your Instagram. Like you got niggas popping pills, no, mm-hmm. my fault, my fault, I can't, man. Mm-hmm. I hope you get some help, though. DM me or something. I can't see that, because then it's only going to make you want to do it. You see, and the fact that like Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat don't have an age requirement. I remember growing up, I'm about to date myself a little bit, but I'm 22. I had to ask my mom if I get like, could I get a Facebook? When I was like, when I was like, uh, when I was like seven, because I was a little weenie. So my mom, my mom didn't really want me to have a Facebook. Without for permission. Yeah, I had to. I had <laughs> to, bro. It was like that back in the day. Bro. Man, yeah. My mom had to follow me and all well, that. I was in the household with too many people. My mom always said, work. I can do whatever I want. I was like, cool. <laughs> just 10 people in one house. I said, all right, cool. I can do whatever I want. So I said, all right, cool. I just made a Facebook. I made every everything. I started off young with stuff like that. I remember. There was nobody to really tell me what to do growing up. There's nobody in the house except for all kids, 10 kids. Because he was the one, if we were really talking about it, he was the one that was like, yo, get a Facebook. I'm like, get a Facebook? I can't have no Facebook. Like, like Growing up. I can go outside any time of the day. It was, it was bad, but it was bad, but what are you going to do? Nobody I, mean, I think that makes you, um, it makes you like a, a better adult when you're like have independence as a kid mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, it's actually like biological benefits for it as well. Like a kid that's outside more. As an adult, their immune system is going to be better and stronger since they've been exposed to you know different germs and stuff on, mm-hmm. on the block. So like a kid that's been cooped up in the house. You trying to throw shots at me? I mean, <laughs> I feel like I was different too. Catch a cold quicker than you know people yeah, they, on the yeah. block. It's like that, but um, I think it's better though. They, they can teach you independence, um, how to get around the like um, get around the block. You know your way back. You know to the store or whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know how to go downtown by yourself. Just teaches independence. I know my immune system strong. Oh yeah, definitely. Can't speak for sis. I can't speak for them. <laughs> yeah, that age requirement. I catch a cold, man. <laughs> Relax. I got allergies. So what? Allergies. Yeah, I developed an allergy. Believe it or not, I developed that. The things I'm allergic to. With it? No, I was not born with a peanut allergy. Oh, okay. No, I I had like I used to eat peanuts every day, and then one day I uh I just almost died. It probably was like dormant within you or something. Yeah, bro. I don't know. I used to eat a bag of salted peanuts every day mm-hmm. after school, and then one day I was like nine, almost checked. Yeah, you can develop allergies. I've read something about that. Yeah, bro. I never heard of that. It's wild. 
it's really wild but uh yeah but in terms of in terms of like addiction and and all that like getting back to the, the to the topic okay it social media is an addiction they're going, to look back, they're going to look back on it in 50 years and like do studies on it it's just going to be crazy but go ahead you got people waking up every day to put makeup on their faces to sit in front of their telephone. They're not even human no more. That's not the time. I know a few um, Instagram models like that mm-hmm. that I talked to. I know a few of them. That they have no sense of substance. Like us three, you know, I'm pretty sure Mike as well. We can go outside have an adventure. Mm-hmm. Not look at our phone not one time. <laughs> not put it down. But if I turn my phone, it happens to me all the time. When I turn off my phone, people call me, touch me like I'm dead. Yeah, like, yo, I just don't want to be involved wait, wait, with with yeah. this. Yeah, if you deactivate your John, like, oh, why you block me? Like, oh yeah, man, yeah, that's just go crazy. Like, like, damn, why you block me? That was like, damn, I, I was so caught up on whether somebody was following me or not. I'm like, man, yeah, this is just Instagram. Mm-hmm. I see you in real life. I got your phone number. Mm-hmm. I see you. Like, I don't even check that yeah. stuff no more. Oh yeah. I don't care who follow me. I don't care who follow me. I don't care. Nothing. I don't care about nothing on social media no more. I, I'm at the point now, like, yo, it's real life out here. Mm-hmm. I'm doing real shit. Once I found a passion for something, I was like, yo, social media. I used to chase shit like that, followers. But when I found passion for something, I'm like, yo, like, I don't give a fuck about you. Social media. Yeah, you a nigga online. Then when I start talking to people like with all these followers and clout, and I realize they doing worse than me. The only thing that the only thing is they got more followers than me. I say, yeah, you ain't really shit in real life. Like, that goes for a lot of Instagram influencers that I talk to. Like you got a lot of followers, but you asking me to get you an Uber. Yeah. Like how does that work? <laughs> like I tell you Uber, tell your followers to get you mm-hmm. Uber. Exactly. You know, but they just gonna just watch like, you being dressed on like, live and things like that. You say see your followers, like everybody cash at me a dollar. You probably won't even make a dollar. No. 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 It's funny how you just mentioned Cash App and that's the influence again of social media. You see the boom of Cash App, right? Because when the app first launched its uh, social media account, it only had like a couple hundred thousand followers. Mm-hmm. Ever that Cash App Friday thing where you put your, your tag and all this free, free marketing. I see grown men do it too. Grown men. It's my birthday, Cash App. What you got for me? Yeah, it's just free, huh? free promotion. Make a good job. Huh? Cash App? Like, what? I'm just, it's, it's, it's sickening to, to, the, to the level of, like, you know, social endearment that this app has just given people. Like, this app has given people the ability to not leave their house but talk shit about every single body in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, you stand on this social platform and just yak, 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 yak all day. You got 10,000 followers, think you a big, bad guy. You think you a millionaire because you have over 100,000 followers, but you have no money. Bro, I'm telling you, I know over 10 influencers like that, bro. I know 10 of them personally, bro. That's like that. That ex. And I know a couple famous Philly rappers that's ex and they get their car out of the pound for only twenty dollars. Come you know, on. I know Come a on. few of them, bro. I know a few of them. Like if Instagram shuts down today, stories. if Twitter shuts down today, what would these people do? I'll be fine. I know that. What would they do? I'll be fine. I'll be content. Like what? That's the one thing I will say about going to school in West Virginia. I learned how to have fun with nothing. Cause it ain't nothing to do. <laughs> ain't nothing to do out there mm-hmm. at all. Playing around with racism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah.
Uh, West, West Virginia. Virginia. West Virginia. Ooh. Great state. Great One state. More, three more months and I'm out Shotguns, of here. Shotguns, Confederate flags. No. No fried chicken. Yo, I, I, I never... mad about the impeachment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. You about to go home. Oh, bro, go back to college. They going to go crazy on you. Bro. Boy. Yeah. What you think about it? Bro, I, I'm looking on people's uh, people that I follow that live in West Virginia. They got their Trump hats out. They got the we stand for Trump everything. You know, yeah. power. Fun fact is Trump don't even care about poor whites. That's the funny part. He playing them just to ask like yeah, a, everything political. He want the vote. Oh yeah, he want the vote. He don't care about nobody poor, like black, white. This man Trump got on the stage. I love black people. <laughs> I really do. I love them. That's look at my African American. Everybody clap. Look at him. Wait, <laughs> yeah, um, y'all think it's going to be like some type of uh, civil uprise, like between like Trump supporters and the non-supporters if he gets removed from office? An uprise, it could be a civil war, it could be like riots. Are y'all ready for that? Yeah, it might be. I don't think I'm ready. I just leave shit, man. Mm-hmm. Listen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look. Oh, my, oh my God. <laughs> I hope it don't, because I, I don't want a civil war. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not on either side. Like, I don't want to get That's shot in the street. Yo, what, what's that you around for? <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't want to be involved with this. It's not for. And yeah, I, I just don't want it. To, I don't want there to ever be like race riots. I mean, that's that's, 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 that's interesting because, um, I like back in the day, like in the sixties, my mom she was born in the sixties, so she, mm-hmm. uh, she, I don't think she ever experienced it because like her parents wouldn't let her like do that. But just like the that, activism stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just like knowing that she grew up in that time, is is interesting to me because it's like. When you look at all the activists today, like, yeah, we can fight these fights peacefully, but, like, you know, history is shown we don't really get nothing until we move. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, the, Freddie Gray, collective, yeah. the Freddie Gray riots, like, that, that, I feel like that's just a sample and everything of what really we could do. And uh, in, another interesting point is, very, like, most of the people who are protesting in Ferguson is, like, dead and everything. So that's putting, like, a little beeper in the back of your head, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, do I want to stand up to this? Mm-hmm. Or people getting shot by the cops, you know, in their cars and everything. Do I really want to protest police brutality? They kick Cap out the league. None of his niggas said nothing. Yeah, it's a tactic. Like, they, they make one person that you don't want, like, you don't want any of those outcomes to happen to you, so you stay in your place. Um, they took away Cap's, like, uh, they took away everything from them. Uh, money is uh, a team, you know. Yeah, they're not trying, they don't want blood no more. They're going to take yeah. their money, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> It was like, yeah, they, they scared all, everybody else from even, like, attempting to take a knee. Man. You know, like, this could happen to you. But really, if, if they all do it, what can they do? Kick out every single player in the league. So it's better to, like, stand, like, unified together. So, yeah. And, and yeah, man. And, that, and that's why it's just so hard. Like, y'all know I don't like watching movies. So the other day, I finally saw that uh, Purge prequel. You know, the one where they put it in Staten Island and they cut it off. Like, the first Purge, technically... Yeah, with the uh, the first, mm-hmm. like, the first uh, purge and everything. And I'm just sitting here, like, the NFFA, you know, with this rifle thing. Mm-hmm. No, I'm about to, I'm to keep the laptop. Okay. All right, I'm about to, all right, I'm about to leave. <laughs> I got to go to work. Work time. I got to go to work. It was nice talking to everybody. For the 100th episode with Mike White. Nice talking to you, bro. Nice talking to you. Yeah, you know, I mean, no if you want to end it, we can take a picture. No, no, no. Bro, keep going, bro. Keep okay. I love it. I gotta go to work, man. Uh, Kelly, keep the laptop there. All right, I got the password. <laughs> uh, Perfect. You want to all get a picture while we're here since you gotta leave? Or? To you. Yeah, come on. You want to? Yeah. Of course. Right, so, yeah. Photo. Take a little job.